Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to the Sports Roundup show here on the channel. It's episode 158 of the podcast. Today we're going to be talking Gaelic games, rugby and soccer in a very mixed bag weekend for Leitrim teams and athletes across all of the codes. Leitrim Ladies launched their new jersey along with their new manufacturing partners MFC and their continued sponsorship deal with Gotham Drywall from New York while in Gaelic Games it was a weekend to forget for both the under 20s and the senior footballers of the county on the pitch. Two heavy defeats, the under 20s on Saturday to a rampant Longford team while Sunday saw a heavy defeat at the hands of Neighbours Roscommon. Now, it has to be said, as we mentioned in the show last weekend, or before the weekend, two very understrength teams due to a variety of reasons. Injuries, suspensions, a couple of lads involved with the Sigerson Cup with both DCU and IT Sligo, while the vast majority of our seniors team of recent weeks and recent years were away on a... A stag weekend essentially Donald Flynn one of the players uh, had his stag weekend this weekend and a portion of the team missing so that weekend the senior team which in turn saw call-ups from the under 20s weakening that particular team unfortunately two heavy defeats uh, 7-16 to 7 points on Sunday the result in the FBD league semi-final while on the under 20 side of the house Longford 5-19 Leitrim 1-3 uh, also bringing uh well just i don't really know what else to say about those games over the weekend we will be hearing from terry highland later in the program uh, we try and keep it fairly positive here on the show but um there's very little can be said in a positive light about those two particular performances leitrim's strength and depth just being shown up really over the last couple of days on the the playing pitches of the county bit of better news in rugby for the senior level in terms of local participation. Matthew Early, part of the Sligo side that ran out winners in the All-Ireland League 38-0 against a very poor Ballina side on Saturday afternoon, while the two local sides in action in the Connacht Junior Cup yesterday, Sunday, uh, both beaten Carrick by the smallest of margins, 15-14. They ran out losers, unfortunately, against Ballinrobe, so missed out by just a single point, two tries, but a penalty rather than a converted try uh, proven to be the difference for Ballon Robe. They win the game 15-14. Carrick will be home disappointed after that particular clash. While Buccaneers uh, had a heavy victory over Sligo's second team, 31 points to three, the result there. In terms of soccer, a big weekend with both local teams winning in the Sligo and District Sligo Leitrim District League. Carberry, the home side and probably hot favourites, if everyone is honest, going into the game, beaten 2 0 by Manor Hamilton by Manor Rangers. Two goals in the second half, early in the second half there. A goal from Alan Hickey in the 49th minute and Aaron Murren in the 56th minute saw Manor Rangers run out 2 0 victors in that game and give themselves a really, really good shot in the arm, and their league hopes equally a good boost going into the second half of the season. In the Premier League, the second division of the Sligo and Leitrim District League, Carrick Town had a good victory away to Kulani, scoring four of the seven goals on offer. 3-0 up at half-time, two strikes from Shane Byrne, and one from Sean Hayden, who was obviously nominated last week, as Athlete of the Week towards our Athlete of the Month competition. Uh, that put Carrick 3-0 up at the break, 
but they were to concede three second half goals before last minute Brendan Gunning the substitute popped up to score the winner and send the Carrick team into raptures a fantastic away win against Kulani to revive their hopes of promotion they had been struggling in the last couple of games haven't had a really good run of defensive performances three or four clean sheets in a row late last year undone in recent weeks but that's good to be back to winning ways for Carrick Town well done to everybody involved but particularly in terms of the soccer context this week uh, top billing must go to Manor Rangers that's a fantastic result against the top class Carberry side Anyway, we're going to take a little look at the Gaelic and uh, I did travel to both games over the weekend but after the heavy defeat in Pierce Park on Saturday afternoon I didn't feel it was fair to put a microphone in front of anybody. There wasn't really a whole pile anyone could say after a 5-19 to 1-3 defeat. So uh, I didn't speak to anybody on Saturday. The result pretty much does all the talking that's required from that particular game. A very understrength side. Uh, it was almost like watching men against boys uh, and a seasoned under 20 side uh, playing against a group of lads most of whom barely out of under 17 football so there's a lot of work needed to be done in terms of the strength of depth at that level for the side once there's a few lads suspended and a couple of boys called up to the the senior side because of the enforced changes on, on the senior team and um, there really was very little in terms of quality left at that level so uh, we will need everybody back but a full side at that level could do damage but a lot of work required for Gary Dunham and his side over the coming weeks ahead of their championship clash with Mayo here in Carrick in just I think before weeks time on terms of Sunday um, seven points lead managed to clock up one in the first half two in the second half and four in injury time when the game was well and truly over uh, four consecutive points in injury time of the second half took a little bit of a the desperation terms off the scoreline but all in all uh, another poor poor outing I suppose the biggest loss of the entire day though uh, other than the scoreline was uh, the loss of Jermith McKiernan, the Leitrim goalkeeper on the day, uh, suffered a huge injury um, to his arm as he made a fantastic save midway through the second half. That resulted in 17-year-old Killian Gaffey making his senior debut uh, just a week after making his under-20 bow. He's only eligible to play senior football since the 1st of January. So 11 days later, he's playing senior county football. Won't have been the start he would have wished for. He conceded two goals uh, early in that period in the second half as well but uh, all the same congratulations to Killian again nominated last week in our awards and the very best of luck to him as he progresses through the senior ranks but a lot of young lads on that team I think eight players under 20 started in that game or played a role in that game with another couple on the bench who didn't make an appearance and the future uh, is very young for Leitrim and let's hear what uh, Terry Highland had to say now we didn't have um, the usual access we would have to to Terry he made it quite clear he was talking talking once and that was it and I can't say I blame him uh, after the game in question so um, you will hear other questions from other journalists around the the county so uh, apologies for for having different voices and you may or may not be able to hear them clearly through the conversation but they are from john connolly of the Leitrim observer john lynch of ocean fm and darren Mulvey of shannon side fm you will hear as well as myself ask a couple of questions in what was a pool interview with the Leitrim manager terry highland after yesterday's defeat 
but look, you know, Leitrim has to build towards a panel of 30 players that they can uh, can have to look on and draw upon going forward. And, you know, yeah, yeah, as they say, you can't make an omelette of breaking eggs and we have to do that. We have to give lads runs and we have to put them out on the field. There's no point in talking about lads if you don't put them out and let them play. Donald again a wee bit rusty, probably with ball in hand. You know what I mean? Caught a couple of good, good kick-outs in the first half, all right. Probably give the ball away a bit too cheaply. But there are things they're going to have to work on. Everybody can read into what they want to read into it and can make out, you mean. And at the end of the day, they all go home there, McCann, and probably suffer maybe going to work on a Monday morning. And that's probably the worst part we'll have out of this game today. And that, and the end of the day, you know, people will say, Is there a psychological side to it? Possibly there is, but then again, that goes back to where management has to come in and you have to walk around that. Every county is at the same, that's what you have to do. You can't just depend on 15 or 16 or 17 or 18 guys, it's, it's a panel of 25 or 26 anymore, and that's what you have to get to. And you know, if you don't blood these lads. They ain't, going to, they ain't going to be fit to step in when they're asked. Do you get any positives out of today? I know that kind of sounds like, like a blunt question, but... Well, know, la- as long as I don't give a blunt answer, I suppose. <laughs> 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 uh, look, we tried hard. We kept going till the end, I suppose. That's the only thing. We did kick some consolation scores near the end, but the, the difference was, I think young Russian without come on did quite well on, on the kicking side of the thing, you know. They're the only positives you can take out of it. Like, like, the scoreboard is very hard to take a positive from a scoreboard side of the point of view, but look, it, it is what it is. I suppose we were common when you consider that they brought on at half time four fellas who started last year's kind of final. It just shows where they are. Well, that's it. Well, they're further down the line. You know I mean, they're, they're, they're looking at probably an age profile of their players, probably 27, 28, 29, 30. That age profile of what it was out, we probably, as some of the lads here rightly said, we had seven or eight hundred twenties named or started or played some part in the game so there are two different there are two, two different stages of development like you're missing players there now I believe Ryan O'Rourke got hurt during the week and you're missing Ray Mulvey and fellas that are starters that are, you know were starters last year anyway you know and what sort of time scale in them well you don't like? know Ray's back uh, doing a bit of training this week Ray went through the club scene all last week but it probably he has back probably and he has been carrying that injury for a number of years and has held him back probably to what he can do you know again we only have him back yeah. But he can kick the ball probably this week. Ryan has has a hamstring problem, but I think he should be okay for the first round at the Derry game. Uh, you know that's what you do. You have to nurse lads through. We had a lot of issues with lads coming in, and look, we're only getting there to get them sorted now. And unfortunately, Dermot picked up another one today. Outside of Dermot, is there anyone that definitely won't be available for the first round of the league? You never know. It's two weeks away. Anything can happen. And kind of the supporters are kind of you know, I suppose in the in the day and age we are, people vary from highs to lows very very easily. And well, I have to consider it's January. And they have to consider that, as you rightly said, there was a lot of players missing and we were trying things out and they have to look at it that way. At the end of the day, you know, it, it's a bit like a manufacturing process. We still have to keep it. OK, the assembly line wasn't right today, but we have to work to make sure that we get it right in time for the league. Between injuries and Sigerson and other commitments, in terms of the players coming back over the next few weeks, what impact do you think that will make? Sligo won today, so Killian probably again is. I don't know when they played the next, next game Saturday. next Saturday, so he, you know, he's going to be probably out again for that. But... Uh, Mark, I don't know, DCU at the day, one of the day, we're two of the lads tied up there with Pierce and Mark. So we haven't that many Sigerson guys, but they're, they're three starts are probably all right, but that's just, uh, you have to run with it, that's the timing of it. And Any word on Michal McQueen? I see a lot of international players saying he's out for the league or something. Well, like Michal's in Australia and he yeah. has gone, he went for us work purposes and that's when he went to Australia and as far as I know, he's staying in it for the year. That's, okay. that's, that's, that's the board I'm getting on it. Two Division Three teams already in the O'Byrne Cup final as well. It shows how competitive it's going to be.
somebody asked me this question during the week about Division Three and Division Two, and you know, I mean, I'm looking. It's 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 probably on paper pretty strong. Division Three, as you know, you know the likes of your Corks and your Derrys and your Tipperaries and your Downs and teams who would have been traditionally playing higher up the ranks in it. So look, it's not going to be an easy division for Leitrim or anybody else in it. But in the end of the day, we still have to get ourselves right. We have to make sure that we have as many fit lads as possible going forward to do that. Okay, you can look ahead now in two weeks' time and say, well, look at two weeks ago, you're missing three fellas because of injury, and you'd be hoping you have them back. And that's just the swings and rounds of of uh, in the county football. Now we talked about the Manor Rangers score two 0 I'm joined by Thomas McDonald, their manager. Thomas, you must be delighted with that result this morning. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that's a it's a massive result. You know, as I said to you the other day, we had to get a result in uh, in Sligo in Cranmore uh, against Carberry, and we we got the three points we were looking for. So it, it's a huge result, and it, it opens uh, the whole league up now. In terms of the actual game, level at the break, two early goals in the second half put the, the cat among the pigeons and I suppose upset the apple cart really in terms of Carberry being the favourites going into this. You didn't really let them have it, have it their way. Yeah, Carberry, I suppose Carberry from over the years are always the favourites going going into every game and that's why they're, they're the reigning champions. But uh, yeah, nil all at half time, um, we put the pressure on them and we we possibly could have snuck a goal and went in 1-0 but, but we were happy going in nil all and then in the second half we put the squeeze on them again and Alan Hickey got a, a header from a corner and then a few minutes after that um, Robbie Cunningham put a shot in on goal and it deflected off a, a defender and went in and that put us 2-0, 2-0 up and in, in cruise control. I suppose a late sending off for Carberry didn't really have any impact on the game. Uh, Daniel O'Leary, experienced campaigner himself, a bit surprised to see him getting his marching orders. What happened? Um, I didn't right see what happened, but it wasn't it wasn't for any violent conduct or anything. I think it was um, abusive language from from what I from what I know. And after chance the referee, um, that's what he was saying. So that's where he got his red card from. And of course, this all opens up the league table in a major way. If you'd lost today, you probably would have been out of the reckoning for the top of the table honours at the end of the season. But the way it sits at the moment, Cartron have leapfrogged into the top of the table by virtue of a 3-0 victory today. They're on 33 points from 13 games. Carberry, 30 points from 11 games. And you sit in third, 28 points from those 11 games so you really have given yourself a great chance of, of being in that top two or even top spot come the end of the season Yeah exactly I suppose in the, between the top three teams there's kind of five points separating everybody and then if you look back to fourth position I think they're eight points further off so the, the top three teams are, are all in the hunt and after beating Carberry today it, it opens up the whole league and it's it's massive three points for us, but Cartram will be thinking this is a, a great result too because now they've uh, jumped into first position and are, are three points ahead of Carberry in second place. The only thing is Carberry and ourselves do have two games in hand of Cartram. So, you know, it just means every game is a, is a must-win game, really. Just for the purposes of, I suppose, the listeners... But those three teams, have they still to play each other yet this season? How how many games are left between those three teams themselves? Have you played both those teams already? 
No, we, we haven't played the league leaders now, Cartron. We haven't played them yet at all. So we'll have to play them twice. And that was the first time we played Carberry today. So we have to play them again. So that that's that means it, it's in our hands. You know, if we keep winning, you know, that, that'll, that is what we need to do to keep us up the top. Sounds great. In terms of the Super League, Manor Rangers have never won the Super League in, in Sligo Leitrim. You've come second, all right. How much of a statement of intent is that towards maybe putting one hand on, on that trophy before the end of the year? Yeah, I, I wouldn't get carried away with that result now because oh, from Carberry, like Carberry, I don't think they've lost a game in the league in the last, I don't know, three and a half or four years. So they've gone unbeaten. So it is a massive result and it opens up the league and it lets other teams see that, yes, these, these guys can be beaten. But, um, uh, you know, it, it, again, it is massive to get the three points, but we take it one game at a time. Next week, we're out in kind of cup action and then after that, we'll concentrate on the league again. But it, it does put us in a, in a good place and we just need to continue on from here. Well, listen, thank you very much for joining me so soon after the game. Well done and uh, the best of luck in the coming weeks and months as you kind of edge closer to the end of the season. Yeah, um, I think we've played 11 games, so I think there's nine games left and a few cup games. So hopefully we can remain focused and keep doing what we're doing. Perfect. Well, listen, the very best of luck. Thank you. Now, yesterday morning in Carrigallon saw the launch of the brand new Leitrim Ladies Football jersey. This year, same sponsor as last year, Gotham Drywall in New York City, but a new supplier, and that is in the shape of MFC, who are an Irish gear company based in the north of Ireland. We're going to be hearing from the owner of that company, Fabian O'Neill, who's going to talk to us all about what that is going to bring to Leitrim Ladies. We'll also be talking to Alva Clancy, who is back in the Leitrim fold, PJ Ryan, the secretary of the county board. And later in the week on Friday's show, we're going to be hearing from their manager, Hugh Donnelly, about his involvement and what he's hoping to bring to the setup this year. It was very positive compared to previous years in Leitrim football to see 41 girls in a squad, all smiling, all happy to be involved, and the mood very much up from recent years. Let's start with Alva Clancy and hear how she's getting on back in the green and gold jersey. Alva Clancy, big numbers here this morning in terms of a, a playing squad for this year. It looks like a bright future ahead for Leitrim ladies. Yeah, it's really exciting, just great numbers and you know a lot of young girls, a lot of the older girls come back as well and you know I'm really excited about this year. I think everyone is and there's a lot of talent in this group and if we just keep working hard like we have been the past the past couple couple of months, then we can definitely bring bring it back a bit of silverware. Talk to us about the gear. Uh, nice launch. Always nice to get a bit of gear. What what's your first thoughts? Um, I love it. Yeah, I think gears. It's always really nice to get gear. Um, it's not too easy to come by in with Leitrim ladies sometimes or in the women's game, but I really like it. And MFC have done a great job. It's a bit different as well, which is which is really nice. So I think all the girls love it. Yourself, obviously, involved with Galway women's football as well. What's your plans for the year? Will you be in the green and gold of Leitrim? Will you be in the maroon of Galway? How's that going to work out for you? Um, I'll just have to kind of 
plan plan myself really and just to see how it goes and it's just all about communication with both management teams and I don't know who knows where I'll be in a couple of months so we'll see we'll just see how the year goes in terms of the squad obviously you're back training in a couple of weeks now a couple of games played as well how are things shaping up um, really good I think the training's been extremely tough a lot of a lot of running and stuff but um we're we're getting used to it and you know it's it's really exciting there's great numbers of training all the time which just makes it better and like this morning today training in Carry Gallon great numbers and great intensity and you know we're just really excited about the year does having this kind of competition for places in the squad not just alone in the starting 15 make it that little bit more attractive as a proposition for maybe some of the the girls who have opted out over over recent years yeah definitely I think no one really knows what the starting 15 will be and especially in the league as well where it's unlimited subs but like I think obviously as a forward I see the forwards and there's so many players that can play in that position in the positions and you know I don't know who's going to play like you know no one's really kind of sure assured of their starting position it's all about how you kind of perform Well listen Alva you look great and thank you very much for having a chat with us this morning No problem thanks very much Fabian O'Neill of MFC, congratulations on a fantastic product. The girls look amazing wearing the, the gear. It looks great. It feels great. In terms of your, I suppose, reason for being here, why did Leitrim Ladies attract you to get involved? Um, no, well, we have a few partnerships this year. Gavin uh, LGFA and Ulster LGFA. And uh, we have connections here in Leitrim. And we wanted we wanted to make the, to strengthen them connections and get involved with the Leitrim LGFA. So um, we're we're delighted that they have took the off our own and uh, that we're we're partnering with them. And uh, it's great to be here this morning. The girls look great, hey, and they're looking forward to the new season. We're we're happy to be involved in it. Tell us a bit about MFC and who you are and what you do. Yeah, well, MFC was a uh, myself and my teammate and a lifelong friend, Sean O'Neill. We we started it back in 2015. Or, uh, already had a business that was uh, selling merchandise like keyrings and, and, and mugs and this and that and then we've seen there was an opening and a demand for sportswear within the clubs you know they wanted a, an Irish sportswear brand and so we, we, we sampled that and then it just it grew strength to strength you know so uh, we're now four years going and uh, thank god things are improving all the time Two guys called O'Neill setting up an Irish sportswear company. Uh, the other name I take it was was already gone. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I can't think of any other ones now that's in the market. But no, MFC was uh, it was actually originated mugs for clubs, which was the business that started. And then uh, it's, we wanted to keep that name uh, with the MFC in it, which is the Made for Champions. So and that's how it's come about, you know. So four years in, how is business going? No, thank God, it's going uh, strength to strength. You know, any any parish or any club we go to or county we get involved with, uh, they keep they keep coming back to us because it's it's quality gear and it's great great service and uh, we're we're right in the middle of of, of all of it. So um, it's going from strength to strength and hopefully I'll continue. I suppose we better repay the favour here. How can clubs or counties or anyone else who might be interested in getting involved and, and getting some of your fantastic gear on their backs for this season? Uh, how do they get in touch with you? Yeah, well, they can, they can check us out on uh, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, any social media, or go straight to our website, MFC Sports, and uh, check us out and they'll see what we can do for them. Excellent. Listen, thank you so much for your support of Leitrim Sports and uh, the very best luck for you and the company into the future. Our pleasure. Thank you very much.
PJ Ryan, Secretary of Leitrim Ladies County Board. It's taken a year to get to that stage of where you're you're really on the, the front foot going forward, but it's a really positive step today with announcement of new partners, new sponsors, new jersey, uh, some new look to the squad as well. Uh, absolutely, Breffney, and I think it just it takes that time when you come in, new county board last year, nearly kind of midway through January. It takes a while to get in, get set up, get to know who's in charge, clubs and just try and bring a bit of stability to Leitrim Ladies football. So I think and I hope we've we've done that this year and last year as well. The team have kind of come together. There's a lot of new faces, some of the older faces returning to the fold as well. What's the future looking like for the county team here in ladies football? Look, I suppose at the moment the, the future, what's, what's very positive is like the numbers turn up for training like 37, 38 for training uh, they're training twice three times a week I think that's huge commitment shown by the players and so once you've that commitment I think it's a great it's a great basis for any team Like, and you know the wins will come I think but once you see that commitment from players it's hugely encouraging for us as a county board Let's talk about NFC for the moment because they're your new partners today they've come on board as as to provide all the training kit and the jerseys and stuff for the year ahead how important is it for companies like that on a national scale rowing in behind the efforts I think for ladies football it's, it's great to see companies that actually want to come on board um, that you don't have to continually chase companies for sponsorship I think it's great to see companies wanting to get involved with ladies football um, and they've come on board um, and we're happy to have them on board as well. Um, I think it's a good shot in the arm for ladies football here in Leitrim to have uh, you know, a company like MFC involved. A lot of new innovations last year in terms of fundraising, in terms of kind of improving communications. How this year uh, will we see ladies football advance off the field as well as to match what's happening now on the field? Um, I think off the field now, um, we're just trying, this year we'll be concentrating a bit more on promotion of our game within the county, just through the various social media platforms and, and also the development this year, the bigger uh, push on development as well. But again, look, that's a long term project. I think last year we got in, try and stabilise you know, the football within the county and build from there. But it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing process. I suppose last number of years ladies football seems to be peaks and troughs I suppose we're going to try and avoid that like the highs and the lows try and have it on an even base keep the highs maybe lose some of the lows absolutely good point yeah keep the highs and get rid of some of the lows well if starts are to go by they say a good start is half the work and it's a pretty good start here today for, for Leitrim Ladies for the 2020 season uh, great to see such positivity around the game because it has been lacking in recent years and uh, congratulations to you and your colleagues I know yourself and Aidan and many others have been doing Trojan work behind the scenes over the last uh, year to really pull this all together so congratulations to, to all of you involved in that uh, Absolutely Bereffany thanks for your time today but yeah it's it's not just today, there's a, an army of people involved in, at all levels. Thank you. Now, we did give you the rugby scores earlier in the programme, but just in terms of the adult teams in the local area, uh, Sligo ran out winners 38 points to nil in Ballina on Saturday afternoon in Division 2B of the All-Ireland League. Great result for Sligo. Sees them push right back up the table into sixth place in the league now. Top four going into the playoffs. First team get promoted. 
second, third, fourth into the playoffs with the second last team in Division 2A. Sligo finished fourth in this division last year. They're now within touch distance of fourth place and only 10 points off the top of the table. It's four points for a win plus bonus points, potentially five points a game with eight games left in the league. So Sligo now fancying their chances of pushing into those top four spots and maybe getting a playoff or even an outside chance of uh, of topping the league and going up to Division 2A. Quite a positive result for Sligo. Not a great day for Ballina, unfortunately. In terms of the Junior Cup, defeats for both of the sides in local area. Carrick and Shannon made the trip to Ballinrobe and they were beaten 15 points to 14 uh, on the day in Ballinrobe, while Sligo well beaten on Sunday afternoon also. That game in Buccaneers in Dubarry Park, 31 points to 4 Buccaneers ran out winners in that particular game. Now, there was more underage rugby played over the weekend, and yesterday, Sunday, I took the trip out to Carrick and Shannon Rugby Club to have a look at the under-17s, the future of the, the team. Unfortunately, not a great day, uh, beaten on the scoreboard. A couple of late tries put a bit of a gloss on the score, but it did look very positive for Carrick through the second half. They led 7-3 at one stage before three late tries made it a little bit of a rout in the end. I caught up with their one of their coaches, Liam Farrell, to discuss the club, the impact it's had in the local area over the last 10 years, and here's what we had to talk about. Liam Farrell, one of the coaches of the under-17 team here in Carrick Rugby, uh, disappointed with the result today? Uh, yes, preferably, very, uh, very much so. Um, there was times that uh, you know we looked like we were, were able to get ahead and perhaps win, take the game. But uh, unfortunately, we, we let it slip. Um, we, we gave away a lot of possession, and um, we just didn't capitalise on the you know the opportunities that we had, which is a pity because they they're a good team, uh, the Carrick team, and they would be they were capable of uh, taking that game today. But that's sport. That's how it goes. A bit of a, a quiet first half. Three 0 to Gort at the st- at the start of the second half. But yet, you came out looked most likely possibly early in that second half to to want to win the game. You scored a great try yeah. in the, early on in the game. Yeah, yes, we did. Yeah, we we did, we did lift things certainly in in the second half, and we need, we needed to, to to be honest with you. Our pack was particularly kind of quiet and needed to get more into the game and get more uh, physical and abrasive uh, in what they were doing, and they did that. Um, but just again, we we just didn't um, you know have to be self-critical. We didn't sustain that. Uh, there was some, some some fine individual efforts and there was some very good defence by Carrick, but. We just needed to up our tempo and also look at our position where we were across the pitch um, and, you know, close up the gaps. Uh, you know, r- rugby, like a lot of games, is, it's, it's about brain as well as brawn. So you've got to think, you've got to be alert, motivated and be spatially aware of what's happening around you. In terms of the, the bigger impact that the club is having in the local area, though, you're based out here the best part of the last decade. And it's great when you look around that team to see Drumshambo lads, Leitrim Village lads, Carrick lads, and further and afield. Beyond, absolutely. Uh, ben Lamine, um, <coughs> we have a, cha- have a chap from, from uh, Drum Riley, uh, Will and Erie, who's actually uh, they have a bereavement of the family, so he's not here today. So we have a very broad mix. And up to recent months, we have uh, uh, a youngster coming from actually Black Line. So it's, it's great geographic spread. And, you know, guys that are coming from Gaelic, soccer, playing basketball, etc. And in fairness, most of those ones have been together actually for several years since they were playing in mini blitzes. So that's really, really good. That's very good. That's part of what sport is about. Again, in the wider context, speaking to Angus Martin here, one of your minis coaches uh, watching the game, talking about having 
numbers in their 30s in terms of each of the age groups coming up it must be really positive for the sport in the region it is yes it is actually it is um it, it's it's very good and it's something that we're, we're building on and obviously you know rugby has very much come to the fore in recent years well if we can forget about the world cup uh, outing uh, outside of that you know the irish team has been have been really fantastic performers and great role models so that's 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 good and it's great to see players coming from other codes because it benefits all you know i, I know that the Gaelic coaches will say they like to see their lads playing the rugby because there's a certain physicality in that and it keeps them in shape in the off season so that's very very good the, all this big challenge though is when you hit this age group sort of 16, 17 years of age for all kinds of reasons whether it's academic or you know whether they just go off on tangents and, and other things or lose interest in sport it's trying to hold them because if you actually can hold them you're bringing them into the next stage that kind of 18 and a half effectively men adult stage and then that would you know, perhaps leave a permanent connection with the club that, you know, when they come back working or come back from college and some years later, that they'll be attached to the senior club and continue and give back what they've learned. So that's that's the real goal. Um, and obviously success is what would uh, do that, would, you know, everybody likes to win. Listen, hard luck today and I'm sure it'll be uh, better days ahead before the end of the season. I hope so, no doubt. Thanks, Brefany. <laughs> And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you to everyone who joined us on the show. A disappointing weekend for Leitrim's footballers, but plenty of bright lights coming through to give us enough hope ahead of the National League programme in two weeks' time. I'm going to be back tomorrow with Faces and Places, where we visit the ladies' luncheon for the Northwest Simon community in Kilronan Castle the weekend before last. Talk to you then.